Hey, welcome to the Unchurched Podcast, where your hosts, Michael and Sean, discuss issues of church, life, and religion. No subject is off limits, and our honesty and humor drives our discussion. We welcome you to sit in on the conversation and laugh with us as we challenge serious things. So pour your drink, kick your feet up, and let's get started with the show. Michael on a solo app. Just wanted to come and greet you out there and have a great conversation with you if you join in and just humor me for a little bit. Uh, Sean's away doing whatever he's doing and and I'm doing what I'm doing. So here we go. Hope everybody's having a good time and enjoying your family and enjoying your friends and trying to find some balance in all of this. Uh, craziness that we're still in the midst of uh, right now and you know hopefully you're you're out there and you're doing the things that are necessary in order to keep your peace and your sanity uh, and just live your best life you know that old saying I'm, I'm out here living my best life you know you can be living your best life right now um, and I hope that you are uh, finding ways to enjoy yourself, finding ways to be creative and connect with the ones that you love and, uh, you know, make the times that we're in count for the best for us. Uh, everybody, you know, if you're listening to this, you, you've got something special that you can give and offer to, to other people, even if you can't see people face to face. But. You know, times are changing. Things are getting a little bit better, right? It feels like we go two step forward and and one step back, and you know, doing the cha cha cha. Uh, but you know, make it do what it do. You know, I'm a big proponent of making my day be great. You know, choosing to have a good time ahead of time before I go do something. Uh, because I have to, you know, uh, things have been so chaotic, um, over the past several months. Uh, but we, uh, I believe that we can make a choice to, uh, to be better and to do better and enjoy ourselves no matter what is going on in the world. So I hope you can adopt a little bit of that, uh, philosophy and, um, and have yourself a good old fashioned time. Or as the Flintstones said, have a gay old time. Hey, yo. Um, I want to, I've got an idea uh, that I wanted to discuss. And so I'm actually recording this before Sean and I record another episode. And I'm just going to leave this one in the in the uh in the background until we need to throw it out there so if you're hearing this we needed to throw it out there because <laughs> we couldn't get together uh, and i think this is gonna be a good way to do things going forward uh i love being behind this microphone either way you know so if if i'm doing a solo i can do a solo if he's doing a solo he can do it too and um and then we can connect and we can just have these 
waiting in the background for the time where we need to fill in the gaps. So uh, I don't know when this is going to air. I know what day it is today, but I don't know when this is going to air. So when you hear it, you hear it. Anyway, here's the thought. So you guys know that I've got two boys and uh, my oldest boy, Micah, is uh, 13 years old at the time of this recording. He'll be 14 here soon. And, uh, you know, he's just getting I <laughs> this is a little crude, but this is what I say about him. He's getting a little hair on his balls. And so he don't want to deal with me no more. <laughs> he's his voice is getting deeper. His legs are getting hairy. He's get just getting older, going through puberty and trying to figure his way through it. And I'm doing my best, obviously, to help him navigate his way through it or whatever. Uh, but uh, I, I find myself looking at my relationship with my oldest son and making correlations with my relationship with God. Now, uh, this is an important note. So I truly believe that the first introduction to God that we get is through our parents. It's, it's our parents who kind of serve as a, um, a yardstick, if you will, by which to measure God by. And, and the reason why I say that, just from a counseling perspective, a Christian counseling perspective, when you have people uh, that have a difficulty relating to God as, air quotes, father, it's typically because of a damaged relationship that they have with their natural father, their biological father. Um, and, and those who are able to see God as father a lot easier, you know, it's the, the opposite is true. They, they've had a very positive relationship with their father and they've had good experiences that they can translate to God as father uh, as they develop relationship with him. And so this correlation is there. So it's, I'm, I'm not doing anything new by saying, you know, I correlating my relationship with my son and thinking about my relationship with God as well. Um, I guess I'm coming from a standpoint of trying to understand a little bit more fully how God views me. And, and Sean and I have, have discussed over and over again the, the changes that we've gone through and experienced um, the, via this podcast, right? Being able to get together and hash out ideas and talk about different things, it uh, we have had the opportunity to grow in our mindset and in our uh, in, in our views of God and as our, in our views of church and and so on and so forth. So uh, I feel like it's a a good thing that as my son is getting older and I'm trying to figure out how to better relate to him and how to communicate with him and meet him where he's at that I look at my relationship with God as my father, you know, for the purposes of this podcast, but uh, 
I, I also think of my relationship with my natural father, you know, so I, I think about both. And I, I guess my my goal and my meditation on these thoughts that I'm going to share with you in this podcast are that I want to be better. Like I, I want to be not only a better father to my boys, but I want to be a better husband to my wife. I want to be a better son to my father. And I want to be a better son to God, my father. So just roll with me as I brain vomit on you tonight um, to just get my thoughts out and just talk out some of the things that I've been thinking. So as I said, my son, 13 years old, he is going through puberty and He's very good looking and very tall, and he's becoming more and more popular uh, in school, and he is developing into a gorgeous human being. And as his world is expanding, his attention to other things have increased. And this is completely natural, right? Um... I've had some time to think about this, so that's why I can say now this is completely natural. Uh, you know, we've had times where we've tried to interact and uh, his friends were more important. Or the video game was more important. Or the game that he had to go to or to play in, whatever, was more important than connecting with me, his dad. And... It's taken me a lot of time in processing things, my emotions, and and, and it's been an exercise in not uh, showing a, a knee-jerk reaction to the air quotes rejection, if you will, um, that I've received from him. So it's been a challenge and, and an experience for me, uh, an opportunity for me to step back and begin to appreciate the fact that he is getting older, he is having new experiences, and he's just growing. Uh, and as much as I want to be a part of that growing process with him, um, there's been times where I felt like I was shut out and couldn't be a part of it because he didn't allow me to, because his friends were more important or because whatever was more important. And as I thought about this more and more and more, um, you know, I've come to a, a few different conclusions. One, um, he's only got one dad, and that's me. And I won't be able to be replaced, right? I, I will always be the the anchor that he can depend on as long as I have breath in my body. Um, I will be the person that he can lean on and talk to when he's ready to. I'll be the person that is able to um, to console him when he needs it and, and, and on and on and on, whatever, provide for him when he needs it. And uh, so, frankly, that position as father and provider and strength 
up to this point really isn't challenged. And so as I thought about that, I'm like, well, that right there eliminates for me a point of insecurity. Okay. And then uh, the other part of me, or the second conclusion I've come to is that even though I feel like I'm missing out on certain growth milestones for him, the fact is, is that I'm not. I may feel like it because maybe he didn't answer the phone when I called him or he didn't text me back when I texted him. The fact is, is that when we are able to connect again, he tells me all about it anyway. He tells me the things that he's experienced and he tells me the the things that, you know, hurt him or got on his nerves or whatever. I, you know, between his mom and I, we've done a good job of allowing him and teaching him and allowing him to express himself uh, freely. And we're not letting him cuss us out or nothing like that. But we allow him to express freely in the most respectful way, obviously, um, his feelings on things. So things that happen in school, things that happen on the ball field, things that happen on the court, whatever, between friends. There's always um, open room for him to express himself. And so even if I get certain details about his development after the fact. I still feel like I'm a part of it um, because I still get to hear his words from time to time about it. He still will. Most of the time, it's when we're face to face. Um, like I said, so he ain't answering the phone or answering text messages. But when we're face to face, he will. Um, he will talk to me and, and, and those moments I cherish and those moments I are very fulfilling for me, um, because it makes me feel like I'm not missing out. I'm still a part of this development process for him. Um, guess the third conclusion I've come to is that, you know, much like the, the story of the prodigal son, um, we've talked about this before. The The story really should have never been called the prodigal son, right? That's not what the Bible calls the story. That's what <laughs> the, uh, the translators of the King James Version of the Bible, that's what they called it. Uh, fun fact. There you go. That one's free. Uh, it, if they were going to put a title on it, it really should have been the extravagant father, the extravagant love of the father. Because if you remember the story, he leaves, spends all his money, his inheritance. Uh, first of all, before he received his inheritance, he basically told his dad, you know, screw you. I wish you were dead. And since you're not, I just want my inheritance right now as if you were dead. Which broke the father's heart, right? Um, as it would any father who loved his kid. But even after he squandered everything, he came back to his father and his father completely restored his place and uh, lavished him with with more than enough of love and forgiveness and um, and honor as if he had never left at all. So I look at that story 
and I, I think about my own son and obviously my son hasn't, you know, said, Hey, I wish you were dead. Just give me my life insurance policy right now. Um, but I, I kind of, I, I, I feel like that father, um, oftentimes, especially when I feel rejected, I feel like that father that still says at the end of the day, I freaking love my kid and there's nothing that my kid's going to be able to do that's going to cause me to reject him. There's nothing that, you know, my son can say or whatever that's going to make me make me reject him. And so that being the case, I took it from that point, from those few conclusions that I've come to, and I began to translate it to my relationship with God. Um, you know, I, there, there's nothing that my kid can ask for that I won't give him. There's no amount of attention that he requires that I wouldn't give him. There's no amount of love that he requires that I wouldn't give him. There's nothing that I would withhold from either one of my boys. And so I, I, I started thinking about God. You know, and, and me and my dad, my natural dad aside, right? We can do a whole nother podcast on just that alone. Uh, uh, how that translates me as a father to my boys, how it translates to my relationship with my dad. That's a whole nother counseling session that we could do. But skipping over that and going straight to my relationship with God. The question came up in my mind. Does God miss me? Actually, I wrote that down and didn't put a question mark. My grammar teacher would slap my wrist. So uh, we've been out of church now for years. And... Uh, the way that we lived while we were in church is quite different from the way that we live today and the way that we relate today. I would argue that just as my son, who is 13 years old, is growing in maturity, going through puberty, going through his growing pains, finding new friends, finding new exciting things to do, relating, learning how to relate to the outside world, his circle is increasing. I feel like I have gone through the exact same process leaving the church. It was as if the adolescence of my Christianity was raised in the church. But in leaving the church, it felt like I was going through puberty. Spiritually. That I went through a point where I began to branch out beyond the four walls of the church. My friends begin to change. The way I related to people begin to change. Everything that I've said about my son applies to me as it relates to God. As my, as my father. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? I, I know that's a whole lot of depth and thought. But just roll with me for a bit here. 
Um, Think about the conclusions that I've come to concerning my son and how I feel about my son. And then think about God and his infinite wisdom, his infinite love, his infinite grace, his infinite care for us, um, his sovereignty. How about the fact that there is no insecurity in God, our father at all whatsoever? Where me as a natural man have felt insecurities as, re- as it related to my son, my firstborn son, God doesn't have any of those insecurities. But it still begs the question, hey, look, dude, at the end of the day, I still miss my son. I can go a couple weeks without talking to him and only see him for five days out of a, out of a month. You know what the you know what I'm doing the other twenty five to twenty six days in the month, I'm missing my son. That's what I'm doing. And as I make these parallels, I have to beg the the question is begged: Does God miss me? So I started looking at my life and looking at um, my journey and my maturity, being unchurched at this point. Am I causing God some of the same feelings that I feel about my son? Does he miss me right now? You know, I have to think about, you know, when was the last time I sat down and had an intimate session with God as my father? Not asking for anything, not praying for somebody else, but just having a moment where I'm sitting in his presence and I am just content to be in his presence, recognizing his presence. And the more I thought about it, I had to admit, man, that's been a minute. Does God miss me? I'm, I'm, I've got a list of friends and family that I pray for. When I pray with my kids, when I, you know, whatever, when I'm praying for stuff for my family, um, those are two separate things, by the way, when I'm praying for stuff or I'm praying for my family, whatever the case may be, the, the interaction that I'm having with God, I can still look at the relationship as a mature adult and say, yeah, but, you know, there's something about just sitting there and just taking time to recognize his presence, and the intimacy of just being near him. And does God miss that? And I have to ask myself as well, do I miss that? Certain things that I did when I was in the four walls that I'm not doing now, do I miss those things? Does God miss those types of interactions with me? I hope I didn't lose you. I'm going to keep moving, though. You can hit rewind. That's the pleasure you have. Um, I do miss being able to sit down and cuddle with my son. I miss that. And I'm going somewhere with this. Up to last year, he would just come on a couch with me and just lay his head on my chest 
and we would sit there and watch Star Wars all night long. And we would just chill, cuddling. Wife would go to bed, you know, baby sleeping, just me and Micah chilling doing that. Do I miss it? Man, yeah, I miss it. Does he miss it? Probably not. Because here's the truth. It's been a year. He's grown in that year. He's matured in that year. His voice is deeper. His interests are different. And A, B, C, D, E, F, G. But is there any real loss of intimacy that we don't do that anymore? No. Not at all. I say emphatically no. I can give my son a fist bump and put my arm around his shoulder, put my hand on his head and say, good job, kid. And that would be just as meaningful to me as sitting down on the couch cuddling. I still touched him. I still had a moment with him. It was just a different moment. And I'm rationalizing this as a father. How much more would God be rationalizing this? Or not necessarily. Maybe rationalizing isn't the right word. How much more could God, would God understand this same point? I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, I, it, it was just a few months ago. We were outside with some friends, and, uh, you know, I got Micah into drinking these uh, hop sodas. It's like, uh, it's soda water that's infused with hops, and obviously no alcohol in it at all. But I'm like, hey, buddy, why don't you go grab us a couple beers, and go grab yourself one, too. And he looks at me, he says, yes, sir. And he runs down behind the bar. Grabs the beers, brings them up, opens them for us, serves the beer, and we all sit out there and just chill and keep talking or playing around, whatever we were doing. And, you know, to hear him say, yes, sir, I'm going to do this, and just did it quickly and came back, and I said, thank you, buddy, I appreciate you so much. And uh, my buddy said, thank you. And then we just kept on going with the conversation. There was such a sense of respect and mutual respect between us uh, just because he said the word sir. And he doesn't call me sir. He, it's, it rarely, rarely, rarely happens if I ask my son for something and he says yes, sir. I've never required him to call me sir. But there was a moment of time where he was able to be a part of a conversation with me and another grown man and there was a, a sense of mutual respect with him being there like I want you to be a part of this conversation son because us, uh, us two longtime friends are talking and there's value there for you and I trust that you're mature enough to be able to handle this conversation that's what I was saying without saying it and then him saying to me, yes, sir, I'll go get you some beers and I'll bring it back. Was in a way him acknowledging 
and providing mutual respect. And I know, I mean, man, trust me, dude. I know that I can overthink stuff and overanalyze things. And I, I know that sometimes I can be too deep. But I really feel in my heart of hearts that that was an unspoken interaction between me and my son. And, and, and who can know, right? But that's just the way that I felt. And I think about, and I, again, translate that to my relationship with God. And it's like, you know what, man, I haven't opened my Bible in a week. I haven't read any scripture. I haven't memorized any new scripture in a minute. Um, I haven't even picked up a new book and, and said, hey, you know, I'm going to read this and enrich my spirit. You know, there's certain things that I, I just I normally do and I'm always on top of that I don't bat a thousand and I haven't done in a while. But. Given a conversation with someone and God comes up or God doesn't come up, but I bring him up, I bring up God and I bring up, you know, uh, how I feel that God would relate to that person or what God has to say about the situation that they're in. And I feel like that there's a connection there between me and my Heavenly Father, where it's that same mutual respect that's like, hey, we're having this deep conversation. I'm bringing in the big guns, and I'm saying, according to my relationship with God, this is how I feel like God would see you and your situation right now. And he has the ability to help. And I feel like that same just not me saying, OK, let me pray for you and let me see what God has to say. No, just based solely off of our relationship. I can bring God into any conversation with people and there would be a sense within me, a sense of mutual respect between me and my heavenly father to say, hey, look, I'm acknowledging that the only way that I can respond this way is because you've given me the words and I'm acknowledging the fact that uh, I believe that you're giving me the words because you trust me to say the words. The relationship is there that, you know, I'm not going to steer somebody wrong when we're talking about something deep and important that's going to affect their lives. So the question is still on the table, right? Does God miss me? Like, uh, we're no longer part of the four walls of the church. Uh, have we gotten to a point now to where um, certain things have just become obsolete? Or have we just matured to a point? Have I matured to a point? I'm asking myself this question. Have I matured to a point that I no longer need to do some of the things that I used to do when I was just a baby Christian just coming up? That I have a greater understanding of different things now as I'm more mature and away from the church that I didn't understand back then. And that's okay with God, my father. When I do decide to just sit down and meditate and reflect on his ever encompassing presence. Is that like a fresh of, uh, a fresh of breath air, <laughs> a breath of fresh air to God, my father, just as much as it is when Micah comes to me. The thing is, is that 
I know that I'm an asshole. But if my son came up to me and hugged me and just said, Dad, I love you, which he does quite frequently, he'll just come up, tell me, wrap his arms around me and say, Dad, I love you. He'll slap my back and then punch me in the stomach just for good measure, just to let me know that he's not soft. Um, and that warms my heart and it makes every insecurity go away instantly. Uh, how much more God our Father? What is his response like? Is he on the same page? Just like, you know, hey, yeah, we haven't talked in a while, but since we're talking right now, I don't care that we haven't talked in a while because I love you that much and this right here is exactly what I've been longing for. Does he feel the same way? Does he think the same way? I think he thinks much higher, <laughs> right? Especially according to scripture. His ways are much higher than ours. His thoughts are way above ours. He sees the end of things before the beginning of things. And I guess the last conclusion I came to was just like, I think God's okay. Frankly. I think he's all right. Because I'm all right. I'm all right. If I can't talk to my son every day, okay, fine. But when we do talk, man, it's amazing. And it's a breath of fresh air. But I'm okay. There's no love lost. There's no relationship lost. He can call me right now and, and say, Dad, I want to talk to you about this. I'll drop everything just to talk to him. And there's nothing to it. It, it would not... It wouldn't even be a, a second thought. Um, how much more God our Father? So. I don't know. It was a brain dump. Maybe it made no sense to you at all. But um, it made sense to me. And I'm happy that I have this podcast. Where I can just dump these thoughts out. And put it into the. Into the world. Um, let me know what you think. Let us know what you think. Um, and, uh, and we'll keep doing this. We'll do what we got to do. We keep on brain dumping. Um, but I hope you enjoyed this. For real. Really, I do. Um, so check us out at Unchurched Podcast. That show. Our email and Instagram is there as well. Twitter at Unchurched Pod. And uh, drop us a line. Let me know. Uh, you feel like God misses you? Or you feel like you're missing out on something? Or that God is missing out on something? Whatever, you know, let me know what you think. I got a whole bunch of thoughts about this, but I just wanted to dump what was heavy on my heart tonight. So I uh, appreciate your listening. Your attention means the world to us. And uh, we love you a long time. Peace. <laughs>